Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and this talk will be on cardiac CT. This will be on some of the basic principles. This will be the first of a series of vodcasts. This is scheduled to appear as part of our exhibit at RSNA 2006 in Chicago. And once RSNA is over and the awards given, we're then going to release it to the worldwide audience. There'll be many parts to these uh, cardiac lectures, and I'm not sure how many parts, but it'll probably be somewhere around three hours worth of lectures. So let me get started, and uh, this will be on some of the basic principles and techniques and some of the philosophy and changes that we're seeing in cardiac CT. Recognizing what we're doing is we're looking at where we are, where we're going, and uh, when are we going to get there. There's no doubt that cardiac CT is an area of great interest. When you look, whether it's Time Magazine or any of the radiologic journals or cardiology journals, there's not an issue that goes by without a number of articles on cardiac CT. We recognize that cardiac CT has been around for a while, but the interest is really peaking at this point. And the sudden interest really, to no great surprise, is technology-based. It's because of 64-slice CT technology. 64-slice CT is the current state-of-the-art. There's no doubt this state-of-the-art is changing, whether it's a dual-source scanner like the new Siemens definition or the new GE uh, VCT modifications or potentially other vendors with 256-slice offerings. Things will continue to change. What doesn't change is what it takes to do state-of-the-art cardiac CT, and that's high spatial resolution, high temporal resolution, and true volume data sets. And we'll speak about each of these. CT has rapidly progressed. I've used this slide in other talks, but again, you can see at 64 slice, the typical scanner rotates three times a second. Slice thickness in the 0.5 to 0.75 millimeter range. Our spacing is every roughly 0.4 to 0.5 millimeters. And we're no longer getting hundreds, but are getting thousands of slices. When you do a cardiac CT scan and do 10 sequence reconstructions, you're talking about 4,000 slices. When you look at 64 slice CT and to a less degree 16 slice CT, one of the key features that becomes important in cardiac imaging is the ability to deliver contrast and acquire data at a very fixed point. One of the things to recognize is if you're doing liver or pancreas or kidneys, you could be off five or six seconds and get an exquisite study. With cardiac CT, if you're off more than one or two seconds, it can be a disaster. So the coupling of contrast delivery and data acquisition, always important, is paramount when you're doing cardiac CT. Another important thing to recognize is we're looking at vessels in the four millimeter range, things that are the size of a string of spaghetti, and we're trying to define 50% or greater stenosis. Well, to do that on a vessel that's coming in and out of plane, you need isotropic resolution because you need to visualize the vessel in many planes, and 64-slice CT scan does this routinely. As I mentioned, since I'm doing this for RSNA, and you'll be listening to it after RSNA in December, some of the state of the art will continue to change over that week in November. And recognizing, of course, that cardiac CT is really what's driving all of CT these days. 
and recognizing that the future is in part predictable and in part unpredictable we can and will make several comments about some of the new directions as I go through this series of talks as well now if you go back to coronary artery CTA some people actually were doing it for slice at four slice CT it was difficult to do but you recognized if technology would get better it was indeed a possibility at 16 slice a few select institutions were doing it and there were some published results if you did everything correct and you eliminated the patients whose studies were not perfect then you could do up to about an accuracy of 70 percent again it wasn't great but it was exciting and it surely told you that there was more to come. At 64 slice CT, it's truly a strong clinical tool, and whether it's in academic centers or in private practice, it's something that's rapidly becoming part of the diagnostic armamentarium for all of us. When you look at the literature, it's important to recognize, of course, the literature has the difficulty of trying to keep up with changing technology with journals running typically 8 to 16 or 18 months behind uh, from the time of submission to acceptance is not a surprise that the journals tend to lag technology and so a lot of what we speak about a lot of what we understand is almost like what we see and what we hear not only what we read if you think about cardiac CT and I'll show you a few articles here was an article 2004 radiographics a very nice article and the authors commented to a great degree on some of the problems with cardiac CT and coronary imaging in particular but when you recognize that that was a four slice scanner you say gee this is not bad great possibilities we wrote this article which really looked carefully at our experience with 16 slice and how to optimize studies to do best performance at 16 slice but guess what happened when it was published May 2005 we had not done 16 slides for six months so again change is rapid the change is rapid concept is important because when many of the players like Blue Cross look to reimburse they look at the published literature not what is happening in practice and so I was at a few different meetings this year where everyone felt that you could not reimburse for cardiac CT because the literature which was the 16 slice literature was unsatisfactory there's no doubt when you look at the 64 slice literature and we'll cover this at length it is very nice when you look at the results typically articles show a negative predictive value approaching 99 percent and a positive predictive value in the 87 to 92 percent range you can see the number of segments accessible is greater than 90 percent you can see the specificity and negative predictive value were as high as 95 and 97 percent in this one article in this article again 92 percent of segments were able to be evaluated the ability of CT compared to IVIS was around 90 percent with a very high negative and positive predictive value or in this article where about 90 percent of segments were accessible and this is based on our original work with the first few months of 64 slice CT so you can see we can routinely get quality studies and when people ask me is 16 slice okay I'll say okay if you're doing calcium scoring but if you want a robust evaluation of the coronary arteries you better be at 64 and many of the manufacturers have heard this 
because they're only going to pay at 64 slice or better. Now, as much as we like to emphasize the technology, whether it's detectors or slice thickness or rotations or spatial resolution, it's important to recognize that this is critical, but it's only one feature. A successful cardiac exam begins when the study is ordered, so that it's ordered for the right reasons on the right patient, and only is ended when the correct diagnosis is made and that information is sent to the referring physician who can manage the patient. So it's really not just scanning a patient, that's only part of the story. So in saying that, when you think about CT at 64 even, the number of detectors does not necessarily define the quality of the study. The number of slices generated does not always mean a better diagnosis, and the fact is CT is not about number of detectors, but about detection of disease. And when you look to the future, the future of CT is not in more slices alone, or in more detectors, but in more information generated per study. So that becomes very critical. Now, I don't want to go deeply into technology. There are differences between scanners. And again, you could argue 64 versus 64, what is better? There's some system 64 slice design with a floating focal spot, which creates two slightly different beam projections on a 32 by 0.6 millimeter array, feeding 32 channels, or there's a 64 slice design with a 40 millimeter coverage per rotation. The first, of course, is the Siemens concept. The second, the GE concept. Scanners will rotate slightly different rates, but is there a difference between 0.33 and 0.37? Well, I surely like the 0.33, but I'm not positive there's a difference of 0.04. When you look at GE, the GE concept, which is a good one, 40 millimeter wide detectors, and GE will speak about covering the heart in five heartbeats. 0.35 millimeter isotropic resolution in the center of the field. A, a powerful x-ray tube. The detectors are 0.625 millimeters and there's 64 of them. The system typically uses prospective ECG dose modulation uh, and uh, this again when we speak about radiation dose can be very important. Siemens uses the Z-sharp technology utilizing two overlapping x-ray beams. Its isotropic revolution throughout the field is less than 0.4 millimeters and they use a 0.33 second rotation time. You can argue which technology is better, which is novel, which is unique, but both of them, based on the literature, acquire uh, excellent data. Again, to date, most of the data published, probably 90% is on Siemens scanners. There's no doubt whether you like Siemens or GE or one of the other companies, Siemens has really driven the way in cardiac CT scanning. Now, if I think about cardiac CT and I think about applications, we can have many lectures. We can look at the coronaries for calcification or coronary CT angio. We can look at congenital or acquired heart disease. We can look at the pericardium, the coronary veins. We can look for tumors. There are many different applications. But let's focus on the coronary arteries. And what we'll do is first look at some of the basic concepts, look at calcium scoring, how that's been used, how it's been used for triage, and how it might be used in the future. And with that, let's stop here and pick it up in five minutes. Thanks very much.